Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to Mr. Beacon, the podcast for location-aware IoT solution designers. My name is Steve Statler of Williot. This week, we're looking at IoT on the high seas. I interview Sam Jar, the Chief Business Officer at Alpha Ori. We hope to inspire what you're doing on dry land by hearing how Alpha Ori are bringing shipping into the 21st century with drones, IoT sensors, and big data. Check out our first episode to deal with pirates and autonomous tankers. Sam Jha, Chief Business Officer of Alpha Ori, welcome to the show. Pleasure to be here. So we're going to talk about uh, IoT at sea is my kind of rather trite title for for this, but uh, I'm really interested to hear about what's happening with the Internet of Things in your space, because shipping is really key. But let me be devil's advocate. I think shipping's been going on for quite a long time, 45,000 years, according to Wikipedia. So, uh, you know, what's new in shipping and why is it even relevant to a technology discussion? I think that's a great question. Uh, People say it's the second oldest industry in the world, after retail, I believe. Um, So we don't see ourselves as a company operating in shipping domain. We see ourselves as a technology company, which is trying to solve an age-old problem. Um, It's it's like what Amazon to retail industry. It's a technology company in retail industry. Similarly, we are a technology company. And why in shipping, the second question is, you know, imagine the days before 1990s when we were sending paper memos to everybody in office. And from where, how far we've come in 2017, and how the productivity gain has happened in, the, in the, every industry, mm-hmm. uh, you name it. For some reason, the shipping stayed away from this productivity gain. And things are still done the way it was done back in 80s or 90s. And our goal is to transform the shipping industry, achieve that the productivity that has been achieved by every other industry, but shipping has stayed away from it, where you don't depend on a phone call from master or a chief engineer to know exactly what is going on on the ship. The idea is to get a digital twin where you know exactly what's happening on the ship, not only just where it is, but what each perform machinery, how they are performing, 
um, you know it while sitting in an office in San Diego or Singapore. Mm -hmm. And uh, there is a huge uh, opportunity here um, in, in, in multiple ways. One is, of course, the industry is so far behind that every effort that you make, every change that you bring in is, is uh, sea change, no pun intended. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, shipping is vital to our existence in a way. Um, 90% of commerce that currently happens, it goes on a ship somewhere mm -hmm. in, in some part of the world. So it's really the backbone of globalization and we may be in a super high-tech business, we're building new beacons, but probably those beacons will arrive from China on a boat. Um, and you know what I'm taking away is there's a 45,000 year old industry and it's maybe not moving at the pace of other industries, but it's still critical. What are the technologies that you guys are looking to inject into this industry? Primarily, let me just focus on three different technologies uh, that we are trying. Uh, the one is the IoT, industrial IoT. Mm -hmm. And that's extremely important to get the data out. But once you get the data out, once you uh, deploy the industrial IoT on board the ship to every data point, you get 5,000 data points per second or 7,000 data points per second. What do you do with it? Mm -hmm. um, as people say, uh, a data without context is just number. Mm -hmm. And context without data is just feelings. Mm -hmm. So what we are trying to bring here is the data with the context. That's where the other technologies like big data science, mm -hmm. um, the, like uh, ERP, those are critical to actually provide something which is really transformational. So where the real value gain happens. So when you talk about industrial IoT, yes, we get the data. Then it's a large amount of data coming at high velocity. And that's where we need big data to actually look at the disparate sets of data and correlate is uh, and come up with a creative insights. Insights that are uh, economic in value, mm -hmm. which is can either save money and increase your productivity, et cetera. Okay. That's where it is. So you've mentioned a few topical things. There's, I mean, the baseline is ERP systems for ships, but IoT to instrument and then big data to analyze and, uh, and get insights. And, and I know you're looking at other things, um, drones and AR and, uh, and, and stuff like that. Um, what are the kind of insights that you, you, you're instrumenting these ships? And it's, uh, I mean, I think of these like the moonshots. You've got Apollo 13 and they have kind of this replica of the spacecraft that's going off to the moon. And in this case, it's a slowish boat to China. Um, but you still need to have this kind of virtual representation. What, what, what's the value of, of that instrumentation and what are some of the insights? How can you make a difference? You know, you, you hear about uh, a term called autonomous shipping mm -hmm. quite a lot. Now, the autonomous shipping will not happen just like the autonomous car because when you talk about autonomous car, it's all about navigation. So just because I actually don't hear the term autonomous shipping very much because I'm not in the business, but we're talking basically like a drone, only it's a huge tanker or a container ship. You're, you mean drone with the U.S. government flies, those kind of drones? No, I'm like, are you talking about ships without people on board that are being yes. piloted remotely? Absolutely. Amazing. Absolutely. Okay. So that's what people talk about who are in this industry. In fact, in Norway, uh, they are one launching next year for a very small vessel. 
and, uh, and, and a very fixed route from north of Norway to south of Norway. Right. Uh, they are starting one a pilot next year. Yeah. Um, so yes, that's what I mean by autonomous shipping. So when the pirates kind of jump on board and they try and find someone to hold hostage, there actually won't be anybody on board. There'll just be a bunch of robots that will turf them off the boat, I assume. That's a good visualization that I hadn't thought of. But uh, yes, uh, when they try to get on board a ship and the pirates... Uh, there won't be anybody okay. and they won't be able to drive the ship because it'll be driven from shore somewhere. That's what the autonomous shipping will bring someday. Just mind blowing. OK, so um, we're going to get into sensors and how you wire these things up. But what kind of insights do you use to inspire the people that you're selling to? Presumably kind of a little bit old school. What, 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 what's the business value you can deliver based on big data and IoT? Like in any business, um, the new and cool things are good for R&D, but when it comes to selling or convincing somebody to adopt, it's all about dollars and cents. So the idea is, how can we save money in the long run? How can we improve productivity? How can we improve longevity of the ship itself? Because shipping is a very capital-intensive business. Right. So you buy a Panamax vessel, it costs $50 million. Okay. So if you don't maintain it well, and you lose that ship in 20 years versus if you can do it well and extend that for 10 more years, huge, huge benefit. Mm -hmm. um, but the way we are trying to sell people is basically based on dollars and cents. So when we talk about big data, when we talk about data analytics, you know, each day charge in shipping is quite a bit. If you have to stop a ship for a day, uh, you may lose $25,000, mm -hmm. just like that because something went wrong, something wasn't uh, overhauled correctly, certain machinery. So with big data science, our goal is to provide remaining useful life on each machinery. Okay. So we can predict um, when this machinery is going to go bad and when it should be overhauled or corrective action should be taken. The thing I love about these conversations is I, I think of them as mental cross-training from one industry to another. So I'm hearing exactly the same thing in actually in airports. They, they want to start monitoring the people movers because when they break down, then, then that's expensive. And so you, this kind of preventative maintenance thing is one of the drivers and basically maintaining uptime of the vehicle and extending the, the life of, of, of the boat. Just a quick one. I wanted to just uh, add that uh, preventative maintenance is a very old phrase. People use it, which is basically you prevent it before the breakdown happens yeah. by following a certain um, parameters or following a manual. What we are doing is predictive maintenance, and then it becomes prescriptive at some point. So it goes from detective, that what went wrong, to predictive, that means I'll tell you when things would go wrong, to prescriptive, which means here is what we should do to avoid that, what would go wrong. Mm -hmm. So that is the path we are headed forward with big data analytics. Okay. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Okay, so you're basically, um, it's like that uh, Tom Cruise picture where they're kind of arresting people before they commit crimes, you're kind of getting in there and doing the maintenance before, before things break, you're extending the life. Any other kind of big areas where you can either make more money or save money with IoT? Absolutely. So, if, for example, if you look at what are the incidents that happen on board the ship, they all cost money. Um, big example would be collision avoidance, right? There are collisions happening all around the world that we don't hear. We only hear when there is a loss of life. But a small fishing trawler uh, near port hits a ship, ship is out of commission for a certain number of days, and some repair has to be done. You never hear the news, but it costs the insurance company millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. We can save that, those kind of things, by having a collision avoidance system in place. Um, there are other incidents where you can save money. Is uh, If you order a spare part in advance, when you know when your things are going to go wrong, you can get up to 60% discount on spare parts. Mm-hmm. The BMW and MAN can give you 60% discount if you order three to six months in advance rather than you know, seven days notice. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one. The other part comes as you build more autonomous shipping, you are able to, you can think about reducing headcount. We're not focusing on that, but that's the eventual outcome. Then you talk about how much fuel do you burn in a day? How can you make it more efficient? It'll be a surprise to a lot of people to know the biggest amount of expense for running a ship is the fuel. Mm-hmm. So on a Panamax level vessel, it's a $10,000 a day of fuel that you run. Uh, so if you can save one, two, three percent of that by having uh, a, a good fuel oil consumption system on board, you are talking about a good number of dollars per day. And if you multiply that over a month period, you're talking about thousands of dollars per month. Mm-hmm. So there are various ways where we can increase productivity, cut cost, uh, and at the same time provide long-term economic insight. Uh, to, for ex- another example would be very quickly to chime in there is insurance industry. Uh, that is, uh, they can benefit greatly. Right now, it's a, it's a guesswork that when, I, when I'm trying to insure your ship, they just do by who you are, how you are, how big the vessel is, etc. Mm-hmm. There is no input there, how well are you maintaining it? Ah. So now if you know in a smart ship, if our smart ship is on a vessel, you know exactly what is happening on the ship, you can create a risk profile of every ship. And based on the risk profile, your premiums can change. Ah. It provides incentive for people to maintain their ship better. And people who do that, they get rewarded by having less premiums. Is that what your announcement with Lloyd's was about? Announcement with Lloyd's was about creating, um, going in the direction of autonomous. Okay. So uh, we had AL3 notation that we got. We are the first uh, smart ship in the world to get AL3 notation. And what it says that a particular component on the ship is completely automated. No human intervention required. Mm-hmm. So that's what the announcement was about. Smart ships, I love it. Money to be saved. Um, let's talk about some of the nuts and bolts of getting this done. Um, what are you doing with drones? 
Ah, excellent, excellent. I know drone is a very popular topic everybody talks about, right? So drone can play a, a, a big role in a lot of, uh, for example, inspection. So on board the ship, you have to sell, send a human inside the tank to see the condition of a tank. This is just one example I'm giving. Now, you have to make sure that the oxygen content is correct in that, otherwise accident can happen. Now, on vessels where you're carrying um, crude oil, you always top it up with inert gas so that there's no fire, you know, to avoid fire. Now, even though the gas is pumped out, you don't know how much inert gas is in there. So you have to run a five-hour, six-hour uh, you know, drill to make sure the oxygen content goes up before you can send a human. Now, if I have an intrinsic, intrinsically safe drone, I can just send the drone with a 4K camera, mm -hmm. and it get, tells me, it shows me exactly what is the condition is there. If there is a crack, there is no crack. I just saved a bunch of time or six hours of activity happening, big activity on the ship to increase the O2 content, and then put a risk to a human life who's entering a deep tank, and there are people who have slipped on those ladders and died. So we can save all that human loss of life, save money, all at the same time. Well, I was actually trying to pilot a drone on one of the aircraft carriers down in the harbor in San Diego, and I think I almost took out several people that were standing on, on deck. So presumably, I mean, are these autonomous drones, or is, there, is one of the fun jobs going to be some kid that gets recruited from uh, playing on their Xbox that's piloting the drone around the ship? It, it can be done uh, multiple ways. Uh -huh. um, there are uh, some people who are doing it right now. Um, if it's in the port, you can draw a geofence uh, to maintain where the drone is going. Uh -huh. um, that's one. The other way is to put markers, and it follows the markers. The drone follows the markers where it is going. Makes sense. So, um, you know, this is the Mr. Beacon podcast, so we've got to talk about sensors and beacons and that sort of thing. Is there, a, you know, what's the role for beacons and sensors on, on board? I... I'm thinking these ships are made of metal, right? So that's got to present a few problems. Absolutely, absolutely. And that is one of the reasons why we've gone uh, wired in the beginning. Okay. Um, it's, ships are built of metal, number one. Number two, uh, there are a lot of machinery which are running. So electromagnetic interference is high. There are a lot of Faraday cages, in a way, on the ship. Uh, so that poses a challenge. That's why, as we were going into it, we simply went wired, the old-fashioned way. We are looking at alternatives of Wi-Fi and Zigbee and others mm -hmm. to see which portion, because any portion where we can remove wiring, it saves us not in material, but it saves in the labor cost mm -hmm. to, of drawing war, wire. We are also looking at other alternative technologies like PLCC, power line, um, communication over power line. Mm -hmm. um, our goal is to reduce as much wiring as possible to reduce labor during installation. And um, again, um, Bluetooth or Beacon, we'll have to look at where it fits into this, but I totally agree with you. Big challenges because of electromagnetic interference. Sam, you said Panamax a couple of times. What does that mean? So Panamax is referred to a vessel, the maximum size of a vessel that can cross Panama Canal. And how big is big in, how big can you get in that space? So if I talk in terms of tonnage, um, it's a, you know, let's say it's a crude oil vessel. It's a 65,000 ton vessel. All right. 
Well, that was a fascinating insight, Sam. Um, so Sam Jha, um, Chief Business Officer of uh, Alpha Ori, thank you so much for visiting us. Glad to be here. It's like old times, two friends talking together. Indeed. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right. Normally, when we do these interviews, I ask the interviewee what three songs they would take on a, sh- on a mission to Mars, but I feel like I should ask you what three songs you'd take on a slow boat to Singapore. I don't know, how long does it take to sail from San Diego to Singapore? Well, I did uh, a voyage back in, uh, I remember, 1995 from Seattle or Anacortes, which is close to Seattle, uh, to Singapore. It took 25 days. All right. So what three songs would you take? So there's some terrible communications problem and you've got a, uh, an iPod from pre, uh, uh, pre-90s. What three songs would you take on that voyage? First of all, no matter how bad or old the iPod is, it should have more than three songs. <laughs> okay. What? We don't have long, long enough to talk for about more than three. The three songs that I would take is the first one is Imagine by John Lennon and the reason is that that song has never lost its relevance and I think that it will remain relevant 100 years from now because people as long as people are on this planet there's always a fight Mm -hmm. and uh, we thought that we were done with religion fights back in the crusaders days but now it's back in the forefront people are talking about religion again and the fight is there so uh, it's a very relevant song it gives me hope and hope is what we live for so I'll take that. The second one I'll take is uh, The Wall by Pink Floyd. Mm-hmm. And uh, primarily because it's one of the most uh, imaginative and intriguing album in rock music, in my opinion. It's, uh, it's an amazing um, album. We grew up listening to that. Um, it's a transformation. Even, even the stage performance is so astounding. I have the video also, the movie that came out afterwards mm-hmm. and the uh, boyhood of uh, post-World War II to, you know, you know as, as the protagonist grows to a rock star, which is, a isola- is an isolation, self-imposed isolation. The, the entire song is explosive, it's very astounding and uh, it's one of my favorites, so I'll take it. Um, the third one will be Stairway to Heaven. And simply because I love the guitar and that Jimmy Page is fantastic. And I just love the guitar, so I'll just take it. Great choices, thank you. Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.